0: appreciate everybody for tuning in to the nation my name is law nation that's l-a-w nation uh we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, jason witten uh, randy gregory david Irvin, and the local news that's that happened throughout the day and some other things too uh right and i really appreciate each and every last one of you all you guys know how to thing go right let's go this channel, thank those who are always in the mix, man, I really do appreciate all the love and adulation that you got for the nation, alright, and uh don't forget guys, man, all we gotta do is take this off season, approach one day at a time, that's what I wanna wrap around your mind, just take this thing one day at a time, that's all you gotta do. Don't try to win the Super Bowl today, right? (laughs) Shout out to the Jets with their new uniform. I hate to say this, the Jets look like a bootleg version of the Eagles. (laughs) That old filthy green, right? They could have found some better uniforms, right or wrong? (laughs) Let me know how y'all feel about that, right? You know if y'all like those uniforms, right? What's up, nation? What's up, everybody, man? Appreciate you all, man. Let me see who the first person that's in the chat box, man. Uh, shout out to uh, who was this? Uh, uh, Reynolds, appreciate you, man. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, who else we have here? Nate Brown, thank you. Uh, Al uh, Ali, appreciate you for tuning in to the nation. All right, so let's get to it, let's get to the thing. Uh, uh first i want to get off would be the uh, jason Witten story uh jason Witten was talking to i guess the ringer and he was going over some details of of how it felt being a broadcaster
1: let's, let's listen you got destroyed you got crushed from fans in the monday night booth did you know about it how did you handle all the criticism
2: Certainly, I you know, I took a beating. I, I'm aware of it. And to say, like, hey, you didn't pay attention to it, bulls**t. Everybody everybody pays attention. Everybody's aware. And if you're not, you're lying to me, you know, that, to say that you're just immune to it or, you know, probably everybody outside of Bill Belichick and a handful of others. But I really always try to keep my head above the spectator line. And I tell you what, Ryan, that the toughest part was you finished calling a game. I would check my text. And it was like I, I just... We found out I was sick or something or somebody died in my family. Hey praying for you, keep your head up. Don't worry <laughs> about it. I'm like, my gosh, you know, it wasn't that bad. You know, I said, you know, pull pull a rabbit out of his head instead of rabbit <laughs> out of his hat, you know? I mean, you guys knew what I meant, right? And and it was a I screwed up and uh, but it wasn't the end of the world in my opinion.
1: What a great clip. Yep. He would look down at his phone and it was, Hey praying for you Hey, keep your head up over calling a game Brain
3: for you. Oh, my, my God! gosh.
1: So uh, that was Witten's. And Jesse Holly's always said this. If they tell you they don't hear it, not paying attention, they are lying. And to hear Jason Witten say that, you know it's true, except for probably a guy like Bill Belichick with InstaFace. How did Romo? We always said on this show, Romo screwed Witten over. Romo helped. He He was basically the cause and the death, the birth and the death of Witten. Because without Romo, you don't have the
0: guy that you try to base your hire off of. Now, Romo was a beast and still is a beast at it, uh, calling the games. And, of course, Jim Nance is is, is, is a dog out there, too those guys got great chemistry man something about chemistry man when you build that chemistry the right way uh, you, you see you see it just being easy and not everybody can do it right so by chasing Whitten thinking that he was going to be able to go to espn and jump into that booth and just knock things out no nah, not happening fam so um hey much love for him you know so now he's back with the silver and blue back on uh, he cut off all his hair and stuff like that so hopefully he can do some things the right way coming around the corner for this year and we're looking for him to uh catch those short intermediate passes across the middle and to be that check down guy for doc prescott let's move a little bit further By the way, why
2: did you hear the beginning we are all new Monday night football, you know Booger and Joe and I.
1: Who's Booger and Joe?
0: Uh, quit yeah. and <laughs> and Tess. Uh-uh, Tess. B- Them boys crazy. Let's move a little bit further, man. They was talking about basically the chemistry uh that uh Gemini's and uh, Tony Romo got. My whole uh picture of this is that I think that Jason Witten will not try to do any of that broadcasting stuff. Never, ever again. <laughs> yes indeed so let's move on a little bit
4: further on to the next
0: Uh,
1: former Cowboy David Irving talked about his issues with Jason Garrett
4: Jason Garrett and I've never really got along Uh, to be honest with you not many people get along with this man Um, why not uh, I wish I could put a finger on the man I I really do I don't think it's just one reason you know it's it's not just one person that doesn't get along with him Uh, it's a lot of people Um, I feel like if I could say anything, I feel like he needs to be more comfortable with people of color, to be honest with you. This is a league where there's a lot of people of color around, and you're going to have to deal with us, G-G. And if you don't know how to talk to us or relate to us, or I don't, don't know. know. Uh, I don't know. It's a tough position. But we just never got along, he's the only person I haven't got along with in pretty much all my careers in football. Him and Coach Rhodes.
1: David goes on to say, I want to be clear, I'm not saying Jason Garrett is racist, but he did say he needs to be more comfortable with people of color, and I am not the only one that feels that way. Mike Fisher, good morning. Your reaction to David Irving?
5: Yeah, so let's call it a veiled racist charge. I'm not saying you're a racist, but here's a bunch of examples where you're pretty racist. But I'm not saying you're a racist, but here's the... The the big problem I have with this is that most of the time, and I know David pretty well, most of the time, David Irving's self-delusional con game only takes down one victim himself. But this time, he's trying to con people again. He's trying to justify his unorthodox departure from football. And so he does so by attempting to pull Jason Garrett down into the muck with him with a veiled charge of racism saying he doesn't get along with people of color is the same thing as saying he's kind of racist. And in the middle of this conversation on CBS radio, he kind of changes his tune to say, well, maybe he's just socially awkward. But number one, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube now. You already said it. It's almost as if David realized, you know, maybe I went a little too far this time with trying to deflect what my real problems are because this is really a David Irving story. This is not a Jason Garrett story. And the deflection from David's real problems, uh, had he just said that Garrett was socially awkward, well, we we could all buy that because David Irving is also socially awkward and maybe a bunch of us are too. But the veiled racism charges, they 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 stick and they stain and here's the biggest problem with them, Sean, you can't disprove them.
0: You i agree you can't disprove him but i'm thinking that maybe they were just getting his wordings out of context uh, i don't think that uh he meant that uh jason garrett is racist i just think that we look at jason garrett come on let's, let's be real let's be 100 not 99 right jason garrett is an awkward type of guy <laughs> i mean how you doing guys that's Jason Garrett, man, so I don't think that he can identify with some of the uh, players of Hugh, you know what I'm saying? They got that darkened melanin in their skin. Now, is that, does, does, does that make him racist, or vice versa? Does it make the players racist because they can't kick it out and hang around with Jason Garrett? No. Is something about con- continuity is something about identifying yourself with a person and being able to have that immediate rapport with somebody. Just like we talked about with Tony Romo and Jim Nance earlier, they have those type of rapport. Not everybody is born with that gift. Not everybody is like a Pete Carroll of the world's Right. So I don't think that it, that, that David Irving meant to say that uh, he's racist or anything. I just think that David Irvin just said the message in a wrong way. And of course, as we already know, with the national media, with the Dallas Cowboys, with that silver and blue, the media is going to take it and run with it. And it's just going to be all type of craziness going on back and forth. My thing is we understand, we know exactly who Jason Garrett is collectively. For those who got their heart of hearts, he, he's not a guy that you're gonna say, okay, let's go bust open these spades right quick, Jason. <laughs> Look, man, Deuce is wild. Joker, Joker, Deuce, Deuce. I don't think that he's gonna be able to identify with that. Let, or, or we start talking about uh, a certain rap lyrics and things like that. I don't think that he's going to be able to identify with that. And I could be 1 million percent wrong, but the chances are is that. It's how you doing, guys? It's just an old button-up situation. <laughs> just the real—that's the reality of it. And David Irvin, hes hes one of those young guys. I think how old is he? 24, 25, Still wet behind the ear, and just don't just don't understand life altogether right now. Just don't don't understand what to say and what not to say at certain times. Look, you don't have to tell and explain to everybody everything, right? All you got to do is just sit back sometimes and just watch. Just watch. (laughs) You can't defend
5: yourself against him. You can't get down in the muck and win that wrestling match with David Irving. I've already had people in the last 12 hours say, Fish, why don't you call Michael Irvin Mm -hmm. and put this to bed? Why don't you call Darren Woodson and put this to bed? Emmett Smith, those are three guys from uh, Garrett's playing days that would all testify, no, no, no. Or why don't you call a couple of his running buddies, social running buddies, which include Miles Austin and DeMarco Murray, and they could put it to bed. Or why don't right now we just call Dak Prescott and Jalen Smith and put it to bed? And the reason that I'm not doing it that way, and the reason that Garrett probably won't do it that way to line up testimony on his behalf is that the people that think what David Irving said is true will now always think it because you can't prove a negative. I can't prove what's in my head and my heart and my soul. You can't see it. So once you've accused me of racism, you got me. You win. I'm stuck.
1: In all of uh, Jason's time here as a player, coach, you covering him, have you ever heard anyone else suggest anything like this?
5: There are always the disgruntled ex-employees with an axe to grind who want to swing that axe around. I think Garrett in his 30 years here, though, have established that while he may be flawed in this way or that, That his attempts to do the right thing, his attempts to get the most out of his players, his attempts to bring them together, his attempts to motivate them, and his attempts attempts to teach them are pure. And and what bothers me, I guess, the most about this is David knows that. uh, Garrett Mm -hmm. has established himself to be a character guy. And David knows that. And David hasn't established himself to be a character guy. This is an irresponsible allegation made by an irresponsible person, uh, and worst of all, an attempt to brand another man in a way that really is a reflection on yourself, because this isn't about Jason Garrett ordering David to leave the practice facility because you should just go be an actor because you like to get high. The Cowboys did that to protect David Irving. Because the Peacup guy was coming that day.
0: <laughs> the and they would guy. tell
5: David Irving, you probably <laughs> want to go home today because you're going to get tested again and you're going to fail again. The, 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 you can't prove anything beyond that. But I can prove over many, many conversations that I've had with David and conversations that he's had with me about his conversations with Garrett that David Irving certainly didn't feel this way a year ago when he was in his custody battle, needed to go to California, chase down his missing daughter, and went to Garrett's office and asked him, Coach, do I have permission to leave? Mm -hmm. And Jason Garrett, according to David's own words to me, said, do whatever you have to do to get your little girl.
2: Mm. Now, that doesn't sound to me
5: like someone who is harboring hatred or not understanding his players or not understanding people of color or, dare I say, somebody that is motivated by racism. Racism. David Irving asked for a lot of leeway last year, and this coach and this organization gave it to him. And the only time that he finally burned himself out was when he got his ankle injury, which, by the way, as we reported at the time, many of his teammates thought he was faking.
0: Right. Many yeah. of
5: them were I rolling their eyes as he was going off on a stretcher because yeah. they'd seen it from him, the con, so many times before. But this organization kept him employed, kept him on the 53, kept paying him even though he yeah. wasn't showing up to work in large part out of sympathy for his financial situation and Garrett was a part of that and David knows that
0: <laughs> Mike Fisher. Boy you'll put up a lot of things when you're talking about potentials man and that's the only thing that I'm mad about David Irvin, because I can look at him and say man boy his stats his way of pressuring into the inside we would have won that lamp that that Rams game. I call them Lambs. We would have beat the Rams if we were, if we had David Irving. Somebody that can just collapse that pocket and create pressure into the inside and shut off their running lane. Man, it would have been a whole lot harder for them to uh, to run on us, man. And that's why I'm only upset a little bit at David Irving. Uh if he could have got his affairs in order, man, I'm telling you. This guy was up there. Uh, I'm not I'm not freaking kidding with you all look up his uh, stats and stuff like that it was up there in the worlds of uh, Aaron Donald's (laughs) I'm for real I can't make this stuff up but you know sometimes people don't have their heads screwed all right and I think that that's why the Cowboys gave him time and time and time and time again and uh it's just one of those things Cowboy Nation uh it just Boy, lost calls. Uh, I just think that David Irvin, he he was just speaking, shooting from the hip. And he just wasn't cautious of his words, of how he can say with people of color. And this is another thing. He's right on certain aspects of it. Not everybody, my grandfather used to say this all the time. Not everybody's lying on you, right? Somewhere lies the truth, right? Somewhere lies the truth, meaning that something If more than one people are saying something about you in certain factors, if uh, we heard stories of DeMarcus Ware, DeMarco Murray, uh, um, uh, Sam Hurd, Patrick Creighton, Terrell Owens, Jason Hatcher, they all have something negative to say about Jason Garrett. (laughs) Now, although Jason Garrett may not lost the entire locker room, I think that Jason Garrett is a, is a very brilliant, smart guy. Somebody put down in the chat box that he's a a, a bookworm, basically. He, he knows the book, but not everybody's lying on you. I mean, if you got all these people, Orlando Scandri, you got everybody talking about you in, in negative fashions. Somebody's telling the truth somewhere. <laughs> it's just got to be the reality of it. Now, to me personally, I think that Jason Garrett is one hell of a motivator. I really do. I think he delivers speeches. Well, I think that he does those things. He prepares. He, I think he can get those things going, but I I, I use this analogy uh, all the time with Jason Garrett. As long as the GPS is running and operating, he can, boy, he can tell you everything about the city, but the moment that GPS is broken, he can't tell you how to get to, to, to the uh, Highway 20. He can't tell you where 35 at, north or south. He just not, or, or east, I meant to say. So he's he's not able to, uh, to identify with his locations once everything is broken down. But, man, when everything is well oiled and everything is going well, Man, he figured things out. But that's just my thoughts, man. Let me know when we have the call-in sessions and a few of what you guys do. CBS
1: Sports Radio uh, insinuated that Jason Garrett had a problem connecting with David. And does that mean he's got a problem connecting in general with players uh, that are black? This is David Irving answering that question yesterday before Brian Broadus joins us.
4: Yeah, yeah, I think he does. I think it, I think it's a little uncomfortable for him. Um, I'm not, not to say the man's racist. He's definitely not racist. Do not get me wrong. Uh, I don't know. It's just maybe he's socially awkward. And, and me personally, I feel like he has a problem. I know he has a problem with me because I don't necessarily, I guess, work as hard as he thinks I should work be as good as I am at football. I feel like Jason's one of those guys where, you know, growing up in football, he was always the second second-hand man or the third string guy. And I feel like he had to work his ass off to even be able to step on the field with some of these guys where me, I could roll up over out of the bed with a hangover and go outperform anybody. And I don't think he likes that.
1: What do you think of the comments, brodas?
3: He's right about that last statement. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that Jason resents it, or that David could roll out of bed. and do roll it? Out of, he
3: can roll out of bed and be hung over and go get some production. But it, yeah, I yeah. think nobody's been more critical of Jason Garrett in this market than me. I've tried to fire him three years now. I keep talking about that, and he's <laughs> shown me three championship hats every time I do that. So yeah, uh, you know, I, I think it's you know it's it's unfortunate that that David has taken this tact. Uh, you know, if you want to talk about your own shortcomings, and I, I thought that Mike Fisher did really good radio with you this morning. I, Me I really, too. Did, I did. I thought that Fish was, was hot. very insightful. I think it's from the source. You know, he's had dealings with David Irving. Uh, David Irving obviously trusted him, and I thought Mike. You know, we talk about being fair and balanced, and being critical, and but but getting you the news. I again, I don't want to give Fish too much credit, but no. but I but I right. will give him credit on that one because. I thought he he painted a very accurate picture of the the demon the demons that David Irvin has to deal with every day and and to bring Jason Garrett into this, I, I think is very unfortunate. And to call someone a racist, I think in this day and age is you know is is really the wrong tack to take. Uh, you know when and now is Jason Garrett socially awkward, yeah, he is. He is. He's is, he is, you know he's one of those guys that you never totally feel comfortable talking to him because, true, true, you know, you're, you're trying to – How you doing, you know, guys? You're, trying, you're kind of trying to – you understand he's a guy that's very bright. Yeah. Um, he's very well-read. Right. Uh, he's got a lot of different interests. He's just, you know, he's one of those guys you just kind of don't know which way to go with him. I do know for a fact, though, that he was one of the last guys that gave in on the Des Bryant thing. Mm. I mean, you know, when everybody else was pointing the finger and wanting to get rid of Des Bryant and all that, it was Jason Garrett that was standing there and saying, well, wait a minute, guys, we really want to do this. So, you know, Jason Garrett, I think, always has the best interest of his players at heart. You know, they always play hard for him. They always they don't quit on him. Uh, you know, I think that's something to his credit. He does try and get the right kind of guy, but – For a man to go on the the national radio program and and point the finger and and start to talk about racism and stuff, I think is reckless and irresponsible on his part, but that's what David Irving's career has been, reckless and irresponsible.
1: Agreed. Uh, The other day you pointed out maybe we should pump the brakes on this Randy Gregory extension, Mm -hmm. which made a lot of sense that the Cowboys' website last week did not put it up, and a week later it's being reported. What do you think is the holdup?
3: Well, I think the holdup is though. They, they, they. Okay, when was the contract potentially signed, and when was uh, you know they want to make sure what benefit is this really for the player? You know, is this you know where is this, uh, uh, where is this contract going? Is there any is there any real benefit here? And they you know the league is really they will they evaluate every single contract. So you have to look at uh, you know the, the the date is when it was executed, and you know that's again that's just a thought of mine. And then also, though, what's the benefit from it? And, you know, what, what's the end game here for the organization and for the players? So I think, you know, the league is going to always go through contracts. Again, no matter whose contract it is, whether it's a very large contract or a very small contract, they, they take these very seriously. And so they're just making sure that everything's taken care of and the intent is in the right place for them to, to get this deal done.
1: What is the big difference, Brian, between – I've been critical of the Randy Gregory support. Sure. What do you think is – first off, do you agree with their support of Randy? And, and, and what's the big difference between Randy and David Irving?
3: I'll tell you what. One loves football but just has some mental issues. Another guy has mental issues and doesn't love football. Mm. I, think mm. that's, I think that's where you, know, you, look at, uh, you look at the two players. I think the Cowboys – I learned a very valuable lesson.
0: With- that's deep right there where Brian Brothers just broke down. One loves football, but have those mental issues. And one have mental issues, but don't love football. And and we already know what he's talking about, you know. So, that's deep, man. Uh, hey, I don't know what else to say, man, about this whole scenario. All I can say is that, uh, hopefully, and I mean just that, uh down the line somewhere, Randy Gregory can get back out there on the football field and uh, David Irvin can find himself. I, I just hope that those two things transpire um, during my lifetime or, or during the time that I'm on this earth, hopefully. <laughs> and, uh, and and Randy Gregory got all the skills in the world, and, and I don't know how a person can live through or live with bipolar you know, syndromes and, and withdrawals and things like that. Um, <clears throat> I just don't know how that can feel, you know. And then on top of that with David Irvin, I just don't know. You know, he I heard he had the same little issues too. So it, it's a conundrum with both of them, you know. On one hand, you'll say, okay, they got all the talent in the world. And on the other hand, you can say they smoked it away or one, just too lazy to, to put forth the effort or it's just not in his heart of hearts, and 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 shout out to uh, Stephen A. Smith too. You know, uh, I, I you guys know how I feel about Stephen A. Smith, but I will say this: ESPN just dropped him a bag of ten million dollars—not nine, not eight, not seven, not five, uh, or not four, not even uh, one—ten million dollars uh, just to get on the airways and be an entertainment piece. So it, it, it's remarkable for the amount of money that people can make in this world if they apply their minds to it. And, and you see that Stephen A. Smith, he applies his mind to it, right? <laughs> He's able to have these riches. And uh, if you look at Randy Gregory, he tried to apply his mind to it, but he had withdrawals. Uh, the call in number is 682-214-4087. That's the call-in number. Feel free to call in to give the nation your thoughts What's on your mind with David Irvin or with Jason Whitten or with Randy Gregory or with the draft picks that we got coming around the corner? 58 pick. We have Ed Too Tall Jones. He's going to give out the 58 pick. He's going to make that announcement. So hopefully he can rub off some of that good old luck and we can pick up a defensive player. Because you guys know I'm leaning more towards defense than anything. And I'm going to try to read some of you all comments too that's in the in the comment in the chat box here. Shout-out to uh, Virginia Finders and Miss Scouting Pro. Uh, Charles Haley also had mental issues and loved football. Yes, indeed. yeah, that brother, he he loved football. Uh, Diversity says, trade Lawrence. Uh, you got to have a dancing partner. Uh, Lewis says, uh, Jimenez, Jimenez says, Stephen A. Smith is a very smart man. I agree. He's very intellectual, uh, but of course this is an entertainment piece too so he knows how to weigh out his battles right he knows how to how to get things going in the right directions in those fashions
6: okay. right. Luis Jimenez
0: Luis talk to okay. me man talk to the nation
6: I just want to say you know I'm not I'm, I'm in favor of everybody making money everybody should make money I I, I don't I don't think anybody should be uh, denied any any kind of money you can make, you know. Right. Uh, I I wanted to tell you a couple of weeks ago, a former cowboy. Give me one second. me uh, uh,
0: you, you gotta hold it down, huh? <laughs> yeah, you're regulating. Go ahead. Go <laughs> you on. Know
7: I,
6: I I see your platform and I see you working. I know it gets uh, over a lot of people's heads, but that's okay. I I like your your message there. Um. Uh, Another former Cowboy came in. I think he was a defensive uh, lineman. I want to say it was Canty, but I'm not certain it was him. He came in a couple of weeks ago talking about kind of mad, you know, about Tony Romo also. That he's, he's talking not about Jason, Jason Hatcher. Uh, yeah, I think it was him.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: Uh, Tony's not one of the fellas because he's Jerry's son or whatever. They, they saw him as the establishment or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. As, as far as Cheech, I think the Cowboys should just let him walk. You know, he's been getting he's been getting owned by his uh, girlfriend or, or uh, wife or whatever. Uh, I don't think he's he thinks like a little boy. I've 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 seen his quotes before. It, it's not like an adult or or even a a young adult talking. You know. Um. Now, now starts, which uh, which
0: player is this uh, you you were referring uh, to? Uh, Irving. Oh, Irving. David Irving. Yeah,
6: you uh, I mean, a, a reference. Yeah. Uh, I think Gregory, if I'm not mistaken, he may have some sort of uh, uh, illness, some sort of issue, where he requires the lettuce. And I think uh, Goodell was understanding or or they have some sort of arrangement. I I don't know what that arrangement is. But, I mean, you know, alcohol kills and maims thousands and hundreds of thousands of Americans. On a yearly basis, and and uh, you know when teams win, they bathe in it, you know, and and they, they tolerate it, they promote it, they advertise it. I, I I don't see uh I see a double standard here with weed, you know, is is my point there? Oh, um oh, I don't know. You, you, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I, I'm following uh, you. I'm following you uh, as far as uh, marijuana <laughs> and, and you know yeah. what it can do and all this stuff. I, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say everybody should go light up, but I don't think that they should be
6: that that's hypocritical. I think, in my opinion, anyways. um, Let's see, what else do I have? I I think that's it, man. I didn't think I was going to get a hold of you. I've been wanting to just say, good job, and I really appreciate all the the time that you put into this and uh, just give us so much information. I really appreciate that. All right.
0: Man, appreciate you for calling in to the nation, man. Uh, Continue uh, to watch and uh, and thank you for your support, man. Appreciate you. You take care. Yes, indeed, man. Uh, So, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, That's that's about it, man. Uh, But I appreciate you for calling in.
6: Hey, I called the I call the lambs also when I used to live in L.A. and they were in L.A. (laughs) and I've been a Cowboys fan since. You know, Roger Staubach. I, I had my Roger Staubach jersey, but uh-huh. I, I had a, my favorite uh, cowboy was always Bill Bates. A oh, guy boy. that wasn't drafted, he was too mm-hmm. slow, too small, too short, too everything, you know, negative. But that guy was always first to the ball.
0: You, 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 you like me. You like the underdogs, right? You like the the ones that everybody count out, and you root for the the, the the guy that you just know for sure that nobody say they have a chance, and you root for that guy, right? You like me, then. Hello, you still there? <laughs> I must the underdog, y'all, man. But uh, Cowboy Nation, one way or another. I think that really when you really look at everything um, from A to Z as it relates to David Urban situation, as it relates to the Randy Gregory situation, those both both of those guys got talent. They got tons of talent. They got tons of, uh, of of abilities out there. But are they using it to their best? ability to use their ability i I will say no (laughs) when you want something bad enough you would go out and fight for it right to work day and night for it to give up your time and your peace and your sleep for it you know so that's my my battle cry um and i understand that you know uh, sometimes situations and roadblocks and things get in the way but you know that's just the policy of the nfl hopefully the new collective bargain agreement they can just remove the uh, the, the substance abuse or the PED, some of the PEDs, because some of the PEDs, uh, just you flat out can't do, you know, steroids and things like that. But I just hope that they can revamp and relook at it, everything, right? Uh, right, who else we have here? Uh, Carrie Teagle, shout out to you, man. That Tiki Barber post you put up there was spot on. Y- yeah, I heard about it, uh, many of times before he made that article, um, about the marijuana uses and when they do the actual drug test they do it actually on 420 <laughs> believe it or not national marijuana day or however that day is they do it on those days shout out to money Making Mall and in, in uh, a copper face uh and swaggy d salute man uh they they, they they allow you to know when you're going to get tested and the only thing is, is once you're in the program, you got those random visits. But I'm thinking just like what Mike Fisher said in the uh, quote unquote interview, he was saying that normally when Jason Garrett was telling, hey, David Irvin, don't come in today. Do not come in today. You got the guy going around with the pickup uh don't come in today and <laughs> that was just jason gary looking out for him uh 75 of the nfl smoke bud smoke weed every day uh this is from a uh, copper king uh, I, I don't know if that number is accurate I think that there's just a, a a a an assumption that everybody smoke. I know some people just can't stand the smell of smoke. I know some people love the blaze, you know. So I don't think that 75 percent—that's a large number—that everybody smoke bud. I know some people just don't even touch and fool with it, you know. So, but it, it could be the, the the actual number if all 75 percent of everybody pull out that that joint and start smoking it. Hey, the NFL going to have a major problem. I just say that the NFL just need to remove themselves of just testing it and, uh, and just stick to, okay, what's going on on a Sunday and what's going on a Monday and what's going on a Thursday. They don't need to be just trying to test everybody for those type of substances, unless they're inebriated, unless they uh, going out there on the field and you see them wobbling, wobbling around, or they should do it like this. Those who out there who drive, uh, a uh, uh, trucks or have you got the CDL license or 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 a part of an organization that drive trucks. When you drive a truck, there's a certain type of license that you uh, have to upkeep. And in the event that somebody runs into you, regardless of whether or not it was your fault or someone else's fault, guess what happened you still have to take a test, right? You still have to take a drug test to make sure that everything is okay. Although you, you might've been in the, in the right, you know, and somebody else was in the wrong and they ran the red light and they hit you, your company going to have to say, okay, we still have to get that drug test. I think the NFL need to fall under those lines. Just maybe they can uh, have a better ruling. Whereas if an NFL player get arrested uh, for, uh, I guess, selling or or, or distributing Distributing uh, uh, certain drugs or if a person get into a car wreck and they have a DUI or DWI, either or, then they can do those testings and say, okay, well, we want you to be better. But according to your your, 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 your tox screen here, it seems that you had this level of alcohol in you. So we're gonna have to suspend you for uh three games. Or or uh you had this amount of uh you got caught with this amount of weed on you. You know, things like that. Maybe they could just circumvent the uh the rulings there to make everything work out for everyone. David Irvin is on that weed <laughs> some Savage Time. Uh and this is what uh um, Mike Fisher was bringing up far as the David Irvin versus a uh, uh, Randy Gregory. David Irving just don't love football. We remember we saw little Cole Beasley crawling after every play when he got the first down or when he caught the ball. He had a high ankle sprain. David Irvin, shoo. He said, man, I'm going go on that sideline. And, hey, I'm going to smoke one you want to smoke one <laughs> two different mindsets two different type of mentalities uh it's not just the nfl players this is miss scouting pro uh if you live in dallas hang out with the uh, citizens orders st- uh, i guess uh st- the steers on uh on Fridays, on friday night or, or status uh on saturdays laugh out loud i mean hey and people blaze yes i i agree uh, bro, why you keep talking about truck driving, <laughs> Lee Payne? I was just giving an analogy. You know, truck driving is something that uh, well, anybody that drive any type of truck, if they get you know into a car wreck, they their company gonna have to do a uh, a drug test, regardless. Uh, this just how the rules and the regulations of the world is, I guess, in the United States. Uh, Rodney Ellis, when I was in the military, I wanted to smoke. But I couldn't because of a ruling. I agree. You can still smoke, but there's consequences and repercussions. That's just the bottom line. Uh, somebody says uh, DJ Cobb says Lil Bronson has been sending shots all off season. Who's who's Lil who's Lil Bronson? Who's Lil B R N B R U N S O N? Uh, that wasn't at you, uh, law nation, uh, some other guy. Okay. Lee, I appreciate you. (laughs) Uh, Sean White. It's all about the uh, maturity and David Irving, uh, is very immature with his mindset. Yeah. I I mean, you can see that the immaturity is there. I mean, boy, (laughs) Hey, uh, I remember when I was in my twenties or 15 years ago, right? That's a long time boy when i was in my early 20s 15 years ago i acted different than i do now Hmm. but if i can go back and talk to my younger self man i would tell my younger self a lot of things i give my younger self a lot of secrecies that uh i wouldn't have to go through and learn from but at the same time 15 and 16 and 17 years ago uh, I wouldn't be able to receive that message because I was so immature. I was so young, right? I was so thinking to myself that I can take over the world just with my mind and thoughts and things like that, and and you know, and and, and just be that guy, be that that dog out there, and and do this wrong and do that wrong. You see, but when you get a little older and you get a little wiser, you look back and you try to learn from your mistakes. And uh, and and that's why they say the wise man learns from a a uh, 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 another man's mistakes, right? That's what they say out there, right? Let me see, just time and place for everything. Yes, money making all. Yes, it's a time and place for everything. Uh, Miss scouting pro. Every cowboy fan that smokes repeats the narrative. Uh, that narrative. Uh, what what narrative about uh, smoking is not bad and things like that? Look. <laughs> It's, I, I don't know, man. Uh, the, the 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 whole marijuana st- situation is is different from um, from 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 alcohol. You know, it's both both can do. Um, uh, w- well, one can say, well, marijuana. There's never been this and that. You know, and never seen nobody get this and that done with marijuana. But have you been around somebody who had that strawberry Kush on them? music so loud you say man you got to turn that music down fam if you're not smoking it you're not having fun with it you know if you're just sitting back chilling and you smell somebody that's been blazing like a tree like a a christmas tree blazing it up just lit up like a roman candle you're gonna be like man bro can you turn that music down fam but (laughs) that's just the difference you know when you know i smoke a cigar here and there right so when I blaze a cigar and I go into a building or something like that, they know that, Hey man, bro, you've been smoking a cigar. Boy, you lit. So it's difference between a smoker and a drinker, but both can wreak, you know, somebody that drink too much, you can smell it all over them too. So, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a hard new stance. I know that the new era is that everybody want to be doing everything and each and everything, but it's just the reality of it it is it is and i and i wish i could, strawberry kush yes you know what i'm talking about money making mall <laughs> yes indeed it, and it don't all the way smell like strawberries right uh so because of david Irving's situation nobody in the nfl should have their freedom to choose what they want to do when they're not playing no, I I I I I agree that everybody should have their own freedom to do whatever they want. It's America. <laughs> you know, uh one of my favorite movies of all time is uh is Coming to America. You know, you remember that scene when uh, old boy said, "This is America, Jack. I don't know what y'all do over there in Africa, but I'll stick my foot up your royal, you know." <laughs> yes, indeed, boy. But I I think that it's all in the nature of how you deliver it, you know. So if David Irvin delivered everything well, then people would have been more on his side. If David was in like, you know what, David Irvin at this point is speaking the truth right now. But when you come at it at the wrong way, (laughs) you you get slapped in the face. you know um just like a guy when he approaching a lady some guys can just go about it and say hey girl let, let me let me hit you know uh but that's not going to work for all the guys the proper way would be excuse me i couldn't help but to notice your smile you know uh, that's a better approach and uh and, and my name is law you know how are you doing today you know that type of stuff oh your name is Sandy. Hey, Sandy. You know, and then you go along with that. Uh, uh But but if you just walk up to Sandy and say, hey, girl, let me hit this, <laughs> you're not going to get that far. <laughs> Unless you got some uh, crazy money or something crazy like that. Let me see what we got here.
6: Call from. Right.
0: Talk to me, man. Talk to the nation. What's going on? What's
7: going on now, man? <laughs> Two nights, huh? Two, Two
0: nights in a row. Two huh? nights in a row. <laughs>
7: I just had to get on uh about this marijuana situation. Talk, you know, I'm not a i am not I think people are missing the whole point about the marijuana. I heard him talking on a podcast or something like that uh, earlier during the week. I think it was on like the NFL on my satellite radio. And I heard him explaining that he wanted to self medicate. Right. Which I, I guess that's the new um I ain't gonna say talking point, but a lot of people like to go natural. Mm-hmm. They don't want to take the opioids, which would get you hooked, you know, and then opioids lead to cocaine addiction, you know, cocaine addiction, and then uh, leads to, you know, whatever else. And I and I think he has a point on that, you know, because uh, marijuana is legal in, what, uh, seven, eight states? 10, there might be more than that now. Mm-hmm. And um, so they need to. The NFL need to take a nuanced look at this. You know, first of all, your players are getting hurt on a daily basis. Right. And instead of giving them uh, pills to pop or giving them injection, why not uh, let them smoke marijuana or, or, you know, something that's more, you know, not as harmful as uh, giving them pills? Once you get hooked on pills, you go to other things. That's a fact.
0: Right. We all
7: know that because – (laughs) Right. You know, we are. That's a fact. I never heard nobody get hooked on marijuana and then say, "Well, I'm gonna smoke some cocaine after this." You know what
0: I mean? Nah, nah. Um, you gonna you gonna relax. Weed, you, you know, gonna, you gonna mellow out. Yeah, you gonna out, relax. You right. gonna
7: sit down. You gonna <laughs> you gonna just chill out and do, and and do other things. And uh, I'm not making excuses, but I think the NFL needs to start looking at this. Like, man, you know, we have a a lot of people that's doing this, and a lot of careers are, are being ended because of this. Look at uh, who was that? Was wasn't it Brett Favre? Got hooked on uh, pills after he was injured. Remember that?
0: Right, right.
7: That was a that was a, a while back. You know, he had got hooked on pills. He had to go to rehab and everything. Mm-hmm. He had to he you know he he, he literally had to go to rehab for that. He didn't get suspended or none of that stuff. They let him go to rehab.
1: <laughs> right. He didn't
7: get anything. Remember? Right. I mean, I, I don't know if people remember that, but yeah, he he checked himself in the seven off season to rehab. And he was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm addicted to uh, painkillers and stuff like that. Well, that's what the NFL do to you. Mm. You know, you, it, it, you, you're in so much pain every single day to where your body just can't take it. So, you know, I, I, and if if marijuana is legal, just just imagine marijuana is legal in certain states, what if you smoke in those states? they not smoking nowhere else. Right, so you right. You can't have a career. You can't have a career anymore. It's, I live in Louisiana. Even Louisiana is starting to relax their laws on marijuana. That, that, right. That, that's that's something that I thought would never happen.
0: Yeah, but you I know, I live in
7: Lake Charles. Yeah. They're about to give a. Uh, but we're about to open up a marijuana store. I mean, you mm. know, you know, medical marijuana affinity out here because it's just it's coming to a point to where certain drugs are not as bad as people made it out
0: to be. Made you know, it out to be. They
7: banned. Yeah, they banned with marijuana in
0: the 1920s or 30s. They did. Because uh, they thought
7: it was very harmful. You know, they thought people would go uh, crazy. And, <laughs> and you know, just think about this. that. That was the mentality back then. Right. Yeah, oh, you smoke marijuana, you're going crazy. Actually, it was the opposite.
0: It was the opposite. You smoke
7: marijuana, you beat mellow.
0: We mellow. This was, is was how the, If you think about the peace pipe, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, smoke you know, that but peace not, pipe not that, down.
7: It, 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 I think Colorado, they have it to where they're going to start testing sort of like alcohol. Uh, to where, okay, if you smoke in so many days or whatever. Because, you know, marijuana stays in your system, for 26, 30 days? I mean, you know it's staying in your system a long time, even though you don't smoke.
0: Right, or or you, you can pluck that, that, that hair, you, know, you, you, you can pull is, that hair, yeah, and and then uh, but but this is the thing, uh, I think that, um, let us say for example, you you get on a plane, and the pilot mm-hmm. blazed the night before, right, and yeah, and although he 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 he's straight, he cool, but but he didn't have no way to wash his shirts or or, 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 or change out his uniform or what have you, he blazed yeah, with his uniform like a on. Panel yeah so you step on that plane you say man that music loud on his plane boy somebody somebody lit and but you look up and you say, man the cockpit man man it smells like somebody got that that strawberry Kush up in there man and all of a sudden you you 500 you 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 five hundred thousand feet in the air you thinking about it, you sweating now because you're thinking about it, like man but that same pilot his co-pilot could have drunk a whole fifth of hen right and nobody's fat eye, and nobody's bad, at eye. <laughs> and, two, nobody two bad an eye because See, they, just he, imagine they ain't give you two smell hours. It. Go ahead, talk to me. They
7: give you, they give you two hours for at my job to get that uh, drink out yourself. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they tell
0: them. You, you two got hours. two hours,
7: <laughs> two hours to get get all the alcohol out yourself, and you come back to work and you be good. Like damn, uh-huh. that, that don't seem like a long time. <laughs> you know, everybody drinking a six pack or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I don't smoke or drink, but I I believe that right, marijuana right. is one of them things that you sh- that should be taking a, a second look at because mm-hmm. you know that, I I don't think it as harmful. It it's not as harmful as cigarette.
0: Yeah, cigarettes don't
7: no cause cancer. It's, it's um, yeah, it may not affect up, you. Yeah. yeah, you know it may not affect you immediately like uh marijuana, but man, down the road you you might not have a throat.
0: <laughs> right you know or, or a jawline it, it, or something i seen in one yeah commercial. Or, you know, they had to remove that it, person's jaw yeah from tobacco yeah,
7: i mean you know mm-hmm. i never yeah but i never heard of nobody
0: smoking cigars that
7: that, that does that you know because different effect
0: different effect you know
7: cigars is a different effect than tobacco you know tobacco is made a t- uh, totally different way
0: and, and you've been you out know? it you and been cigars, out in hell on that cigar too <laughs> yeah i'm saying. You you been know, out you to say you on
7: you just look cute yeah. yeah, you know, you yeah. smoke all the black, you know, hey, man, like I'm smoking a cigar, uh, you know, I only smoke a cigar like a, a few times, you know, whenever my children were born and then my granddaughter was born. Right. And, you know, what I take out of it, you know, it's, it's cool. But, but, but you know what?
0: But amazing. you know what? To get everything back on the page with the NFL, I got to use this analogy. Yeah. Uh, I think the NFL they could have avoided all of this stuff by the assumption of risk meaning that yes when you when you sign up to pay for this play for this particular sport you're gonna you gonna you gonna get injured there's no maybe you're going to right. get injured just like uh when i was coming out of high school a few of my a few of my guys man that was in high school with me they said look they gonna go over there where you at and they gonna go offshore and work on the oil field don't you know that the starting pay is $90,000 a year to go off-season, yeah, you work, work on those oil rigs or what have you? But 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 the, on the flip side, yeah. you're going to be out to sea for four to red. five months. and There were some guys that came back, and their whole house was rearranged. Came back and said, man, I didn't know my boo was pregnant already. Because she didn't, she didn't <laughs> stepped out on them. You know what I mean. So it's, it's 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 issues on all type of situations. You can't go out there on the oil field, on the oil, out there off seas, <laughs> offshores as they say, and and be motion sickness and say, well, I can't work this job because I'm, I'm motion sickness, and it's their fault because I'm out there. No, it's an assumption of risk. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. So that's just how life is when you. When you partake in certain jobs, there's gonna be some repercussions. There's gonna be yeah, some situation that happen. I
7: work at Westlake chemical, West you know, chemical and stuff, you know. I'm dealing with chemicals all the time. You know, I know the risk, you know. I told my wife I, I know the risk is, you know, you, you just mm. know. Like you get paid all this money, yeah. you know, and, and you just six figures a year, and it's six figure risk.
0: Six figure, is,
7: yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, but the NFL, you know, you like you said, you know, you're gonna get hurt, you know, mm-hmm. you're gonna get injured. You know, some people pain tolerance is uh um, more than others. Some people can play hurt. Some people can play injured. You know, but hello,
0: yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, I'm. I'm listening to nah, some people hurt you, but you, know, you, play but you know, yeah,
7: yeah, but but you know, you know going get injured you know you're going to get hurt it's just the severity of it <laughs> and uh I, I just think that marijuana is not one of the things that where people be like well where well, they shouldn't be doing it and well, okay yeah it's but it's going to become legal you, you don't think you should take a second look at this mm-hmm. i mean you shouldn't yeah. you don't think you should be like in your in your meetings be like okay fella because it seems like the nfl is the only one that have a problem you, you know like you don't hear that in baseball. You don't hardly hear that in basketball. Right. You don't
0: hardly you don't you don't hear that in hockey at all. <laughs> you know. They say the best news is no news and I I think that they, yeah. they just know how to mask it a little bit better and, and Roger Goodell man we didn't hear these many cases man when Paul Tagliabue was out there we know that Michael Irvin had that little white powder shout out yeah, to Michael Irvin man and we knew that LT had that little white stuff in Hollywood Henderson we knew that those guys shout out to number 56 we knew that but it was they, better for the game <laughs> they would not going to sit there and say hey we're going to suspend these yeah. guys you know <laughs>
7: Yeah, these guys. I don't know what they're doing. Even Mike my Irvin. When he had this little trial, he just said it, it was like, well, you know, found cocaine here and, co- but they didn't care. They didn't say, okay, we're gonna start testing them after this. Right. And then you know, it, it it just was, it was a different time. They they uh, they really cared about the league. I, I said they really cared about the league because they wanted their stars out there. They wanted the best product. See, they, see, they wanted the best product on the field. You, you know go. and that's the bottom line that got i don't I think goodell worried about being uh, litigated and stuff like that other issues you can't have your best players on the field and your best stars they're always suspended they all, i mean what's the use I, I mean, I'd I, rather watch <laughs> something else
0: <laughs> Roger Goodell is one of those guys that you know he he allowed the uh, the CEO. public opinion he yeah really, yeah uh, you know with the situation not really a with a football person yeah, yeah, with the situation with Ray rice. Yeah, I'm going all the yes. way back to Ray Rice when, when he when he knocked out his, uh, his fiance in the elevator. Is what
7: is
0: it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. All Roger Goodell had to do was say, hey, guys, the policy is two games. After reviewing the tape, yeah, we had the tape. If he would just gutter with it a little bit and say, yeah, we had the tape, but the policy was two games. We suspended the man for two games. I know that everybody want to cry about it, but this is what we're going to do now. I'm going to suspend the guy for, for, for what? Four more games. It's six games
4: now.
0: <laughs> we went Never above and again. beyond, and that's it. We we gonna we gonna let it be. And th- he wasn't arrested, what have you? I know it can look shameful for the NFL or what have you, but life goes on. And and then he should have just stood behind the shield and said, you know what? Do I do you want me to start looking at all of the senators, <laughs> the congressmen who uh, had domestic disputes and stuff like that, and put that onto the into the four, 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 four uh, to, uh, to the networks and things like that? But, no, Roger Goodell allowed the media to to, to curve and to do all types of stuff. <laughs> I just can't yeah, stand Roger the
7: backlash, Goodell, about He was worried about the backlash. And then, now I look at it, you know, that, that led to um, uh, um, Zeke getting suspended. And then it, now it led to uh, the uh, old boy from Kansas City. He, he uh, What, he got eight games next year or something or whatever he got. He got, he got
0: eight, eight games, games this, this year. year. And and okay, I'm still and I'm still waiting for uh, an, an arrest right, report up. for Ezekiel. Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott yeah. never been arrested, and Roger Goodell for him to be all up high and mighty to say, "Okay, I know for sure that this guy did something heinous." You know what I'm saying? But he wasn't even in in the in the league yet. That's another thing. He wasn't even <laughs> in the league yet. He was still in
7: college when, when that allegedly happened. So how how does that affect your league when that happened before you was even drafted? You know how that. Right. How does that even work? That's like what, remember, they did it to Pry, the quarterback for, um, for Ohio State. Like, right. he wasn't even in the league. They, they suspended him when he um when he was signing those uh, autographs. Remember that? Um, mm-hmm. They said he, he took a car and he signed an autograph. What well, happened on Ohio State, how does that even transfer to the – he got suspended for a whole year, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I, I don't know how many games he got suspended, but he got suspended like a whole year. And –
0: you yeah, I man. It's, it's always crazy stuff, man. It's, yeah. it's a result of the new regime of Roger Goodell, you know. <laughs>
7: it's the CEO regime. They don't look at it as well. It's just football. They look at it as um, money-making enterprise. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm. his salary what forty million a year, guaranteed.
0: I, I think it's like forty-two now. It's forty-three. <laughs> yeah, I don't want a short change Forty million
7: him. guaranteed. <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> you know, he he the richest people in in um sports. And he can guarantee money.
2: Now you have these people that don't even get guaranteed money. You know, after
0: they guarantee money. That's another money, they can deal, cut too. You. Yeah, that's another deal. I mean, <clears throat> I look at it and I talked about it on this channel for from, from days and days ends, uh, that all of these owners are billionaires, right? Can you yeah, agree? Every last one of them. Every last one of them. Half of the stadiums that they pay at, they don't, pay, they don't pay. They don't. They don't play for. They don't pay for that. It's all yeah, uh, tax tax base, Even Jerry right?
7: Jerry Jones Stadium was half paid by 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 the, taxpayer. <laughs> the like, taxpayer. he built his nose. the taxpayer paid half
0: of it. People in Arlington right now pissed off. Man, <laughs> they're really mad <laughs> yeah. about the property taxes around there. But at the end of the day, um, only to pay everybody is only one hundred and eighty eight million per per team. Yeah. That don't equal our right, you know. But let me That's hush, not, though, because I don't want to talk too much about the NFL, you know. <laughs> yeah, they, they might. Like, oh, we
7: got to get Law Nation.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. Law Nation trying to cut off the plug from us. Yeah, f- try- <laughs> <laughs> we gonna, trying to tell on We're going to copyright everything that he do now.
7: <laughs> we make sure he'll never
0: they uh, Thanos, this guy, it, yeah. It, it, it's, it's fun
7: um, talking to you, Law Man, you know. Football. Cowboys, that's how I think. So hopefully next year I d I don't think Irvin coming back. Gregory, they probably should spend him another eight games, hopefully just eight games, but you never know. <laughs> I, I just I just just I I think Irvin was right. Irvin said if the players were standing up for themselves, then this wouldn't be happening over and over again.
0: Well the, well the NFL is the most fickle sport of all time as it relates to players standing up uh just like i said with the collective bargain agreement coming around the corner uh i thought a, a- They're was stand eight. Up for themselves they don't they don't because you know why <laughs> it's only it's only what it's 53 people on every team right yeah. and uh 10 of them well it's 63 because 10 are practice wide the moment yeah, they, the the right. moment the moment they say, well, Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Doc Prescott, all those guys, the moment they say, okay, they're going to, uh, what do you call that, uh, um, uh, when you don't play and they're not going to go out there on the field, what do you call that, a uh, strike? Oh, uh, yeah, the yeah, NFL they strike. strike. See, they're the gonna last time up. they
7: were locked out. Everybody thought they was on a strike, but
0: they was locked out by the owners. Locked out by the owners? What, what's going to happen? No, I'm is, saying,
7: but the last time they was locked out, this time uh-huh. it's most likely there will be a strike.
0: Right, or it will be a strike but guess what gonna happen the owners gonna reach out to the xFL players all those yeah, aAF players and say hey come on out here <laughs> that's, that's a high is, temperament on, Carl, man for this pay football. you so
7: much money uh-huh. it we'll pay you more money than you ever seen in your life and you know what they're gonna cross that picket line
0: yep you know? or they're gonna reach out to law nation
7: <laughs> yeah <You> know, <laughs> I'm gonna put on'm Come play that secondary
0: for. <laughs> Come play that deep safety <laughs> for, uh, for for forty thousand or, or, or not for four hundred thousand or, or whatever that salary yeah, what you is imagine, for two hundred eighty thousand.
7: Like look, we'll give you that much money, and that's that's the low league minimum. We like man, I can't pass that up. You, you know, can't
0: pass it up. I can't you, pass that
7: up, but you but you know it's it, it's um like I remember you was talking about this the other day. The Cowboys gonna take a hit. Because their drafted players is is not because uh, in in NBA it doesn't count against your salary cap. Mm. It, it goes against your luxury tax, but all your drafted players count against your salary cap. You can't even sign your players because if they're good, and we know we have a few of them, how can you pay all them and and, and have a, a legit team? You can't. That gonna get paid. Zeke gonna get paid. You know, Mar was um, traded. He got to get paid. Hmm. The law got to get paid. And those secondary, um Byron Jones, got to get paid. Oogie uh, eventually got to get paid. I mean, how, how are you going? To, how are you going to na- navigate that? It's impossible.
0: Well, the only way you can hope for it is that uh, you know, every year it goes up by ten half percent, or ten million, or something like that. So they talk about good. um Yeah.
7: Uh, your boy from Seattle might get 35 million
0: you talking about Russ yeah they
7: talk about he might get 35
0: million and he gonna reset that, the that's, market that's why
7: they they were saying yeah that's why they were saying that might get 30 million hmm. I was like man I hope not because that was, that's pretty much salary Cap gone right there
0: yeah that's you gotta nice. you gotta have a a, a,
7: a, a, a cutthroat type 18. of mentality Yeah. I love mm. deep, but you know, running back a dime a dozen. But great ones last a little while. But he, he, he only have about four more good, good, great years left. I hope not. But you know, <laughs> for him to be at peak, because he just because he, he's a running back and he takes hits.
0: Yeah, he's not a, but, uh, a, a Emmett, Emmett. knew how to get out of bounds.
7: <laughs> yeah, he wanna he hit people every play. It's not gonna happen, man. You know, you saw it with that, all the great running backs, eventually they just they could nose die.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, I, I think For, that uh, we got
7: a great line. Yeah. <laughs> he, he got a
0: good great line. I think that uh but Zeke, now, Zeke Zeke will make it through his second contract, but when he gets to his third contract, it's gonna be uh That's what some, I'm saying. Some, some, you know, eighteen
7: million a year or something. I mean, ain't that that's the most, right? Eighteen million somebody uh, running back at paid?
0: Yeah, but but yeah, as, as long as you 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 beat that guarantee, I think these younger cats, they want their guarantee bag now. They you can't pay, can't fool them with the uh, I guess the annual salary. They want to know what's guaranteed out of it. And I rather uh, take
7: the guarantee too. I rather take a oh, lower, <laughs> 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 oh, unless you get a big signing bonus. You know, some of them get forty fifty million dollars now. Yeah. But um, didn't um uh, it back from didn't he get sixty six million guaranteed or something.
0: Uh I think uh the no, last guarantee, right Girl Gurley had got up forty. Uh your boy on uh, that played for the Jets, Le'Veon, he got thirty five million guaranteed. So he messed up. Yeah, he that's had right. a seventy million, million he, dollar contract with thirty million guaranteed, but he wanted that, that, that extra money, so he sat out of a year and they just gave him pretty crazy. much a, a lesser Man, was range. Get, yeah, What
7: fourteen million he missed? That was fourteen million he missed. they just that sign, too. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> he'll never get that. He'll never make that money.
0: You're right, yeah. man. Yes, indeed, but man. It,
7: but hey, man, like, it, like I said, it's been good talking to you, law man. And uh, I keep uh, listening at the show right now. Take man, it easy,
0: man. Appreciate it, man. Take it easy too, man. Go Cowboys, right? <laughs> yeah, go Cowboys. them all day. Yes, indeed, all <laughs> day, every day, even twice on Sunday. Appreciate
7: yeah, you, twice on Sunday, man. You know, my wife, was, I got the Sunday ticket just for the Cowboys. Because <laughs> over here, you used to get, get catch the Cowboys. And then, you know, I'm living in Saints World. Right. So my wife was like, we can't watch the game. <laughs> said, nah, baby, we're about to go. we about to get rid of this cable, go to DirecTV and uh, get the Sunday ticket. I've been having it ever
0: since. <laughs> yeah, what well, I'm talking about. I'm going to try to reach out for them for a sponsorship. Yeah, we're a Cowboys <laughs> family over
7: here. Only, only my yes. son. Is a, a Seattle fan. Oh. You know. yeah,
0: he must yeah. be young <laughs> then.
7: <laughs> like, well, my daughter and wife, we all over here be cheering for them. You'd be surprised how many Cowboys fans in the Louisiana. I guarantee you, it. it's about half and half. Mm. You know. But you take it easy, man. Appreciate
0: you, man. Salute, brother.
7: Salute right. to you, too
0: yes indeed so look at young wilson over here man thank you for the donation to help grow the nation young wilson uh he says law for all of your hard work law nation aloha yes indeed uh, uh he said hey and come on over for the hawaii in august uh, the preseason game young uh, I check my schedule out man uh, august is uh uh during the time of my anniversary and, and you guys know how that goes right when you got that loved one on your side and but uh i I would take a real good look at it man appreciate you man uh thank you for the donation to help grow the nation man anyone else uh before i wrap this show up man i really appreciate each and every last one of you all anyone else want to jump in and and, and let me know what's on your mind uh, what's on your mental uh please feel free uh, the numbers at the top of the screen there uh you can just give that number a, a ring and uh we can conversate from there uh or as proper terms converse from there you know um uh, <clears throat> who we have here Zeke is a beast he makes a living off of running, yeah, he do uh, let me see and find my phone where my phone at give me a few seconds. <laughs> I tell you, I need a dual monitor. Here she go. Bam. Call from. Yo, you're live on What up? <laughs> What's up, bitch? What's how, going how on? You,
8: how are you going to tell people to call you and then you don't know where your dang phone is?
0: Man, it, <laughs> see what happened was, see what had happened is, I got, this is what I got. This, this is my issue with this thing i got an all-in-one cpu got two terabytes of data i do everything from it but the problem oh, cool. is i got i got my obs i got my chat box open as well as the other um i guess little tool tabs that i got like the big string and everything so whenever somebody call, when i try to make it like a small window box for google because it's a yeah. google phone the, the the damn thing uh what do you call it shock out or or uh, spaz out on me and it, it disconnects the calls. So bro, you got like, things ah.
8: going on I don't even <laughs> – you, you, got, you got things going on I don't even know about, man. That's why I keep my little channel down down uh, down in the peasant level. But uh, oh, I just wanted to say a uh, shout-out to the, some of the guys in your channel. We was having some good talk there, uh, Lee Payne and uh-huh. Cooper. Uh, we were talking about some Dak Prescott uh, contract stuff, and uh, they had some good I, – I had – you know, I, I had spoke to you before. I think they should do as long a contract as possible, and and try to spread the money out. Right. Uh, and and you know, one of the comments was, "Hey, that's too smart for that." He, you know, he's going four or five. You know, and and it's probably right. You mm-hmm. know, uh, so we'll see. I know that they're working on that. A lot of people are, are wanting him to get paid this year, but I don't see a reason to do it if he's if he's making less than a million this year. You know, uh, why why would you, you know, if you got him for six I think it's 680,000 this year. Why would you change that this year and bump him up to 23, 24, 27, 20, you know, whatever he's going to demand, uh, this year. So, uh, I'm cool with sticking where we are. I know you, you, you can go to Kirk problem.
0: cousin. We're out and just franchise him and franchise him for two years in a row. Yeah.
8: Yeah. yeah. He can go
0: that route though. You know?
8: <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. I don't, I don't, I, we need to pay Dak. I mean, he, he, he's, you know, the dude is solid. He's a winner. Uh, he don't have all the intangibles. I think like a quarterback, quarterback, but he, he has the man. He the winning, you know, the, the 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 leadership, the locker room. Those dudes will follow him into a fire. You know what I'm saying? Every dude on that team, defense and offense. So I'm good with Dak staying. I, I, we need to do that. But uh, what you think about the draft, man? Where are we going at 58?
0: Um, we're going to go defense. Uh, it, it, from what I heard from uh, Brian Brothers, he was he was leaning more towards like the defensive tackle or safety look, like, you know, the Taylor Raps of the world, the Chauncey Gardeners. Uh, he, he spoke of uh, – I forgot this defensive guy that he's spoken of earlier. It's a defensive tackle, actually. So if we go with that, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would just do a back and flip to just know that we got that big, plug that can go in the middle and they can help out LVE and Jalen. I would love that, you know. Whoever we get.
8: Yeah. Uh I'm looking I know they're looking at a, at a couple of D tackles. I was looking at the 30 visits and mm-hmm. and two of the guys they brought in are m- possibly late first rounders or you know mid mid second rounders. So I think they're looking at a couple of tackles, but I think if those guys aren't there they're looking at about four or five safeties that should go right around the, the fifty eight pick, you know. So I think they're looking primarily to go at safety if those two tackles aren't there. If hmm. one of those two, uh, is one of them is a guy from Miami, uh, and I can't, man, I can't recall his name. I wasn't expecting to call in. I'm about to head out uh, here. It's, it's 9.30 in the morning here in Afghanistan.
7: Oh, wow. So I'm about to head
8: out to, to take care of some business. Yeah, I got to go take care of some business. And uh, I also called in because the, the dude, you uh, Gave gave you the uh, super chat from Hawaii, and I just had an interview for for a uh, job over there, uh, but I I don't know how that's gonna work out. It, it it's too it's too expensive over there, man. My man got to be making bank <laughs> to to buy a six dollar loaf of bread. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, it's it's expensive over there, man. I heard you know uh you know it's 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 one of those things where you're gonna have to have some money, just like uh, when I was out there in Cali this past week. Uh, it's, it's expensive out there too.
8: <laughs> oh oh were you there with mark holmes or
0: no i I've, I know he. Was. you know my wife she's from uh, uh dago she's from san diego and, Oh, okay uh, and uh we went out there to just uh kick it kick it and hang out with the family out there out there <clears throat> to Walt disneyland and, and things like that
8: cool well I, I just wanted to get with you real quick man i know you was about to shut it down so i'll let you do that uh i wanted to throw this out there to to me the the big thing is and i've been watching, i looked at the draft for 16 17 and 18 all uh-huh. three years and and at around 58 we're going to get if we go defensive tackle we're going to get probably the the or defensive tackle or i mean i kind of combined them together edge rushers and defensive defensive linemen we're going to get about the 15th to 18th defensive linemen off the board but at safety we're looking to get in the fourth or fifth safety off the board so i think you get a better quality player going at safety as well I looked at at pro bowl rookie pro bowlers only four of those that was like like I said in the last three years it was close to close to I think it was like 55 defensive linemen came off the board only four of them made the pro bowl but at safety you only had about 22 safeties come off the board in the last three years and six of them made the pro bowl so you get a a lot better Mm -hmm. return I think on safety as a younger player I think these these 24-, 25-year-old and 23-year-old defensive tackles just don't have that man strength yet. You know what I mean?
0: True that. You true remember that. when
8: you was 23? Uh-huh. We, we were still growing back then. <laughs> we were. So I think we do better with the window. <laughs> I think we do better with the window we're in. We need to win now. Uh, we, we've seen players. We, to me, we've seen these player changes really, really change our team. You know, like when that when came in and we went 13-3. and three. Uh, You know, and and then Cooper Rush came in and uh, not Cooper Rush, I'm sorry, uh, Amari Cooper, Um, you know, so I think we need a a playmaker back there in in the secondary and I think we need to go safety. So I'll let you throw that around. Uh, Let Cooper and and Joey S and the other dudes in your chat box uh, and Lee uh, chop that up and and uh, I'll talk to you later. I got to head
0: out. Salute, brother! Appreciate all of the work you done. Take care, hey, man. hey! Tell people where to follow you at too, man. Uh, find your channel.
8: Uh oh! I'm at at Cowboy Crump. I'm on there. I just did a video uh, yesterday on Jalen Hurd. He's he's one of the guys I'm pushing for in the draft. Uh, I don't know if you know who he is. Uh, he was a running back for Tennessee. He did two years at Tennessee. Uh, he was a Heisman Trophy candidate as a sophomore at running back, but he was just getting beat up, and he didn't. He he wanted to put some longevity on his career. So he changed to wide receiver. Mm. Uh, Tennessee wouldn't accept that. So he transferred to Baylor when he transferred to Baylor, he had to sit out a year. So he only did one year at wide receiver, he had 69 catches, like almost a thousand yards, but he played a lot of running back too. So this dude, six foot four, 230 and plays the slot and running back. He'll mm. wherever you want to line him up. He'll line. Though he is a, look, he, he has a stiff arm, uh, he has a stiff arm that's crazy. He stiff-armed his defensive lineman and flipped the dude over backwards. Made him look <laughs> like a safety. Wow. I was like, God dang, bro. This dude, he's solid. He's solid. So he's solid. we'll see where he goes. Yes, we'll see where he goes. Some people are projecting him in the fourth or fifth round, but some people are saying, no, he'll be gone by the second round. He's just too, too big of an athlete, too strong.
0: Mm, I'm going to check it out I'm going to check that video out and then I'm going to share it to my little uh, the little share feature when I'm posting to my YouTube page check him
8: out there's a lot of people pushing for him because he's a local guy but take care brother Cowboy Crunk out Law Nation number one for cowboy uh, information guys hit him up
0: oh man appreciate it man appreciate it take care man much love likewise man Man, that's what I'm talking about conversation for the nation man that's always good man really appreciate each and every last one of y'all for tuning in uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. That's all the time that I have for this wonderful, I'm talking about beautiful night. Uh, we, we're going to try to at least go live like 95 every night at this particular format because um, I was going to do like some McCoy video, like uh, the, the guy that, that that we've been pretty much been talking about uh, as far as picking up uh, maybe after the draft. when that number comes down a little bit if nobody else pick them up uh, from Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If we can work out some deal with them to see whether or not we can sign them on our team for it as far as the inside pressure, if we don't find anyone in the draft, I'm going to do some film work on that. I just didn't want to do it so late, you know, as far as the uh, people just like, uh, I'm droggy. I can't watch the video and stuff like that. So what I'm going to do is I'm, <laughs> this is my new format. Uh, all of my film sessions will be live. Uh, So you guys can see the transparency. Uh, Also, after my film sessions, I would do phone and well, you guys can call in and give you guys. You guys can give me your thoughts and your opinions of everything and then we can go along from there. Uh, There will be the same format during the course of the season. And uh, what we will be doing in the course of the season will be this, too. Um, We will be breaking down the everybody in the NFC East, not just the cowboys it will be the eagles the the dead skins the uh, giants we'll be looking at their framework so that we'll be um on the same page when we play those teams etc so we're going to try to grow the nation in those parameters uh this would not be possible if it was not for you guys tuning in to the show and and just listen to me rumble for hours and hours and hours uh (laughs) <laughs> I try to make quick shows But it just don't go that way Because uh, you, you guys know I love you all right You guys know I love you <laughs> And uh, and I love the Cowboys I'm from Mississippi <laughs> Can you imagine trying to find other Cowboys fans In Mississippi Man it wasn't many My brother from another mother Vach from the same hometown Man I'm about a decade older than that guy <laughs> So I didn't know him growing up So I couldn't talk to him It was too young. But boy, we back on the page now though, right? Cowboy Nation, one way or another. (laughs) Appreciate those who called in. Appreciate those who support the channel. Um, The phone line will be uh, closed for the remainder of the day. But there's another feature on here that when you call that line, got something on your mind you can leave a voicemail and uh, we'll try to play that live too so for those who want to just still have their voice out there for the nation uh, just give that number a call and leave a voicemail and i'll check it you know any advice you want to give any feedback you want to give it verbally just drop it down at this number 682-214 Four zero eight seven. Yes. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Last, Geo. Leave y'all with a little Jim Rowan. It says, "When the end comes for me, let it find me conquering a new mountain, not sliding down an old one." Formulate your mind to those things. R.I.P. Nip Hustle guys invest in some property invest in some real estate do those things man make your money make itself for you you know let that money make itself you know let that money i'm gonna say it again let that money make itself meaning that you gotta put it in some type of way of moving that money around if you got two nickels put it in something you know just don't spend it all figure out a way cowboy nation figure out a way continue to grind put something back, give back, let's go, that's G-O, and remember, you're listening to nothing but the bass, salute, property, yes. party like a cowboy's party because a cowboy party don't stop